Hello and welcome back to my podcast, Special Education Information, sponsored by Touching Success. My name is Joy. Today's companions are both Jojo and Sterling, my African Grace. They are always excited to participate in the conversation. Today I wanted to talk about routines. Are routines important for working with kids with special needs? A lot of you know the answer to that and will say yes, and that is the truth. And routines aren't just one little step of the day, and routines aren't just the whole day schedule. Routines are made up throughout the day, throughout the week, and it consists of routines for a daytime schedule, an activity you're working on, and anything along those lines. Schedules are important because it makes the life of the person that you're working with predictable. And if they're not spending all their time trying to figure out what's going on, but they know this comes next, then they will tend to be a little bit more comfortable and a little bit more cooperative as a result, even to the point where they will go into the routine themselves and actually take over so you don't even have to prompt them through those routines, which I've seen plenty of times. And I've seen the opposite. I've seen it when there are teachers teaching what we call the moderate severe kids, and they do not appreciate the need for routine for their students. And that is something that bothers me greatly when I see it, depending upon the degree of ignoring routines that they're doing. So I'm going to tell you a small story. When I was out and I was itinerant and I was working at this one school, we got a new student in. We call her Maddie. Now Maddie loved music. She would do anything to be able to listen to or hear music. So that was a reward for her. And so I would keep her in the classroom and then together her and I would work on her reading skills, which she needed a lot of help with. And then her reward was that we finished the routine that I had set up for the reading lessons. Then she got to go sit with the class and listen to the music that the teacher was playing. Very good musician. I had literally rearranged my schedule to make sure that I could get there before music class so I could work with her and leave her in a good mood, taking enjoyment from the music. And then I started to notice that more and more the teacher was doing the music over the top of the time that I was doing reading lessons, and that was really hard for her to stay focused with me because she wanted to be with the music, and I don't blame her. So I finally I went up to the teacher and said, hey, what happened? I said, was there a major schedule change with another teacher, with the specialist that you had to switch things around? Because... Now I'm kind of in a conundrum. I need to be able to count on when you're going to do your music so I can count on making sure I work with her prior to that. And he says, oh, no. He's like, you know, we always sort of push the schedule and routine thing. He's like, but kids need to learn to adjust to change. And I just, you know, sometimes I'll come in and I'll write the schedule on the board and wait a few minutes and erase it and not put anything down so the kids don't know what's going on and they just have to adapt to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder some of these kids have behavior issues. And I really felt, for example, that the student of mine could have been in a slightly higher functioning class, but her behaviors prevented it. 
So it was very frustrating to run into a teacher who felt that way. And I don't know if you ever watched uh, NCIS and there was uh, one of the boss people would smack the younger people upside the back of the head when they did something dumb or said something not intelligent. And I really felt like doing that to this guy because he just totally destroyed my schedule, destroyed her ability to cooperate with me easily, and just took away something from all of the kids, which is just a nice, predictable, easygoing routine. When I was classroom teaching, I did have a routine, and I had it for both age groups that I worked with, the younger kids, and then again when I had the older teenagers. With the younger kids, I had everything up on the board for all the kids, and I put that up there for me so I could keep track of what was going on or what should be going on. And then I would write out the schedule for each of the students and put it in a binder for each day of the week. And every single day of the week, we would pull out those binders, do calendar time, and then we would go over what their schedules looked like. And one time I had a CBI plan, a community-based instruction plan for the day. And it was one that this one kid would call John. And John loved this particular community outing that we were going on. I and mean, he just looked forward to it. And we did it every other Thursday, I think. And then I got this phone call from somebody who had a little bit higher administration authority than I did and told me we're taking your student for examples for lessons for that day because some students from the university are coming by and we want them to see how students with your students condition function and I was like that's not fair to this kid I promised them on Thursday that we would be going on this field trip and if you do that not only does it prevent me from not doing it for him? It prevented me from doing it for the whole class. And this individual, she just didn't care. And I'm not kidding. And when the kid found out that we weren't going on that uh, field trip that he was used to going on to and looked forward to, he was a behavior issue for the rest of the day. And that was out of character for him. And I guess he did really well showing off whatever it was they were asking him to do in this university thing. But I felt that that wasn't fair to do because, you know, she should have also known that routines are important. And if I had known ahead of time that that was going on, I wouldn't have said we're going on the field trip. I wouldn't have prepped them for it. And I would have started prepping him for a change in the schedule a couple days ahead of time. Routines are important to help with behaviors. It's not the answer to behavioral problems, but it certainly helps with the behaviors. Routines and schedules that are consistent and consistent for long periods of time, it's not that you can't change them. It's not that you can't have changes. It's just that there is a security that gets built into the kids knowing what to do. And as a teacher, and a parent, it helps you out a lot because the kids will go into doing what they need. So they come into the classroom, they put their binders down in their cubbies, they take their jackets off, hang up their lunch boxes, then take their binders out, take out the homework and put it in the homework bin. 
That's what they did every single day. And after the first couple of weeks, while we were teaching them this routine, it was a bit tedious. But then after that, for the rest of the school year, I never had to worry about it unless they forgot to put their homework in the homework box. But then usually it's because they just they didn't do it. And it's not just for kids with severe uh, delay. This actually works well on almost any student. It works great with students who have autism and it works really well with kids with mental delays that they might be struggling with. But any kid, I think, benefits from knowing this is what we do at 8 o'clock. This is what we do at 9 o'clock. Do at 10 o'clock. And having that routine just provides a sense of security for anybody who works with students. And I think even for ourselves, it actually helps provide some security. I had one incident where... I had the pleasure of running a friend's classroom. She taught the mild to moderately disabled, and she was just a really good teacher, and I got to see why when I was substituting for her. And she had this group of about eight, eight, nine kids, I think, and we were doing calendar time in the morning, and I was doing things out of order, apparently. And so this one kid kind of like took over running the class and the aide didn't seem to think it was too much of a problem and I so I let the kid do it and he ran calendar time he ran weather time he ran schedule time he then helped the some of the kids who were not quite fully into the routine but mostly um, he came up to tell me he's all everybody who's in the blue they go to the library first and everybody in the green goes and you work with us th that time and the green dot paperwork is located here. And I mean, he just knew everything going on in that class. And I was really highly impressed. And But it shows you how hard she worked to get a really good routine going. And there are what I call big routines, which are kind of along the lines of schedules. And then there are small routines, which are like the, an activity that a child might have that you're working with them on. And schedules for the day... They don't have to be the same every day, just maybe the same every Monday and then the same every Tuesday, etc., etc. is making sure that the kids just know what to do on those individual days. This is like, kind of like the big routines. And then the small routines I think of as the ones where you're sitting down and you're teaching a student and you start off with reviewing the work that you did the last time. And then maybe an award, a little, like I had one student, she liked putting marbles into coffee cups. And I'm not quite sure why that was so fascinating for her, but it was. And she would read all the letters she already knew. And for each one that she did, we counted them out. And then she put that many marbles into the cup. And it would go on like that. And it, it was the whole routine was just like that. And then once we got through the letters that she knew, we'd start on. I'd usually introduce two more. And we would work on those two letters. And every time she got them correct, she got to put more marbles in. And then she would take the marbles out of the cup and dump them into the coffee, uh, the big coffee containers that you buy, like Folgers and stuff. And she'd shake them really, 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 really hard for about half a minute. And then she'd go back to working with me. And that was a routine. And it worked well for the student. And I got a reading. And I love it when somebody tells me that student will never read, give up. And then 
you know, a year later, I'm like, here they are, and they're reading at least kindergarten level. And and it's also good to have routines and write them out so that your paraprofessional can take over and do that. If you're not there, you're at a meeting or who knows what. And it's also good when you have a substitute because then they'll know exactly what they need to do to run your classroom and avoid some of the behavior problems that some substitutes have especially the substitutes who don't feel like they need to follow the routines in your binder and do their own thing. And then I hear about what a terrible student someone was, and then I find out the substitute didn't follow the daily routine. And it was like, hey, you know, you kind of brought it on yourself by not sticking to what I know works. And I always recommend going through the daily routine with the kids first thing in the morning, the circle time. If you don't have a ton of kids, it's possible to do individual working with the children on their schedule. But I know a lot of people have just too many kids to be able to do a one-to-one. But if you can, it's great. But you also have things for routines and even schedules for the day that are 3D objects that the kids can handle and know that that is what's next. So like a toothbrush, if they're gonna go brush their teeth, comb, if they're gonna be combing their hair, a pencil, if they're going to be doing a writing activity, things along those lines, and you can have them lined up in a box or a binder, or you can, depending on how high functioning they are, you could do pictures instead, and they would take the picture off, do the routine, or the activity and then stick that in the end of the day box that then tomorrow you would set up again for that child. So that's really helpful for some kids being able to literally tactily hold on to what they're going to be doing next. And I highly recommend that for the kids that are slightly lower functioning. I think you'll find a lot of success in getting the kids used to having a tactile source to look at or like a piece of paper they could just cross it out and then you just photocopy it for each week just whatever works and you may have to experiment a little bit to find out what works for the kid it's like if they're still having issues it just could be the the version of a routine helper is not working for that kid and maybe they need something else And for parents, this is also a wonderful thing that you can do to help with your students is create a daily schedule. And again, that can be something they, you know, time to brush your teeth. They pull the picture of the toothbrush off or the toothbrush itself on Velcro and put it on the end of the day box and go brush their teeth. And then that's a routine you can keep kind of consistent. Like maybe when they come home, they always take their jacket off and put their shoes in the corner of the house or whatever your rules are. And then they can take off the got home routine square and put that in the end of the day box. And uh, maybe they do homework and then they eat dinner and then they get to watch TV. Just things like that, that you can consistently do as close to every day as you can. Reality is you can't and you probably have other kids that kind of uh, trip things up which is normal but it's just sort of something that might help just a little bit. And I went through a, a big huge routine at one of the kids just right off the bat. I would start with something small that has a few steps to it that then they get the hang of that 
concept and then just keep expanding it out until the concept has been sort of built into the kid and then you can work on changing it to how you need it to be done. Just remember with some kids, if you're going to have a change in the day, you need to make sure you let them know as soon as you know that it's going to be happening and it will help cut down on behavior problems. I know it seems like a too good to be true sort of thing, but it's actually real and a lot of research supports it. Another thing you can do is work with the schools to make sure that you're using the same symbols for different activities so the kid doesn't get confused as to why at school they hold on to a toothbrush and at home they have a picture of a toothbrush. So try to work it out with the teacher so that everybody's on the same page. And I've also been told and seen in research that this is actually good for adults as well because they then have their own predictable schedule that they can follow and it helps them to get things done maybe that they don't really want to do and they kind of put off because they don't want to do it. But if it's built into a schedule, they're like, oh, well, I always go to the grocery store on Mondays, so I should keep to that because when else am I going to have time for that? And you can just sort of write out a Monday through Friday schedule that might work for you. But, you know, that's as an adult, it's your choice. But I've just heard that some people do really, really well with their own routines, not just only the kids. So that's my two cents on schedules and routines. Something just to consider to help with some of the behavioral issues and also to help with the sanity by even everybody knowing what should be going on. And if a kid fights a schedule too, 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 too much, there's something not quite working with it. So look into it and see if you can't figure out what's not working about the schedule. Like maybe they fall apart when you hand them their socks to put the socks on. Well, it could be that they have sensitivity to some of the socks that they have to wear and they fight it because they just do not want those socks on their feet. It could be as simple as that. And so you just need to look into maybe what the causes that's causing the routine or the schedule to fall apart. Well, Jojo and Sterling and myself, we all sign off for the day and hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day for yourself and hope to talk to you next time. And if you want to email me questions about this or anything else I've talked about or things maybe you want me to go over, that would be fantastic. And my email's kind of strange, but it's emailjoy at touchingsuccess.education. So the again, it's emailjoy at touchingsuccess.education. Hopefully a rememberable one. And I do hope to hear from you and really want to see what you're thinking of what I'm doing and what I'm talking about. Is it helpful? Uh, Any changes you'd like to see? Things like that. I would love the feedback. All right. Have a great day.